Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. You might want instead to go into a different business completely and instead become a pilot. There's an interesting idea for you. And on this week's edition of How To, we're looking at how to become a pilot. And joining me now is Lisa Cusick, who's a first officer with uh, Aer Lingus. And uh, you're very welcome, Lisa. How are you? Thanks very much. Great, thank you. Um, good job to have, would you say? Is always regarded as one of the, you know, yeah, it's top an jobs. job. Yeah, it's a really amazing career for anybody. What attracted you to it? Um, so I grew up in Lucan beside Weston. So that's where the interest first started. Just looking at the small aircraft and then it just it just sprung from there. Right. And when did you decide oh, I go after this? So I did my first lesson at 13 and then probably in transition year. I knew that as was... As early as yeah, that? Yeah. It's not like that way for everybody, which is yeah. fair enough. But I was very lucky, I feel, in the end that I could aim towards it from such a young age. Right. So there are two ways in, aren't there? Yeah. So basically, I would say what the majority of pilots uh, worldwide have paid €100,000. So it's quite financially um, straining on everybody. But how does that work? I'm just, you know, it's a huge amount of money. So but but if you put it against, say, college fees, especially college fees outside Ireland. Yeah, definitely. It starts to make more sense. Yeah, I suppose. But it's still one of the one of the only careers in the world where you have to fork out so much money um, financially. But, you know, there's loans available and the cost of fuel for flying the aircraft. It all adds up accommodation if you go off to a flight school. So the vast majority of pilots would have went down that road. Um, So they'd raise 100 grand. How quickly would they be trained? You're talking just over a year. So it's usually about a year to 18 months start to finish. And they'd be pretty much guaranteed a job at the end of that, would It they? depends on the industry, really. I mean, now it's absolutely booming, but obviously during COVID, yeah. times were pretty hard. So it's a kind of, has its own um, economy, I suppose, aviation. Right. So you're you're mostly guaranteed a job and definitely over the next few years. Okay, absolutely. so raise 100 grand, yeah. take about 18 months uh, and then you start like a, a really big uh, college loan. Yeah. You're starting to pay that off over the course of it's still a very well-paid career. Well, that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think most pilots, they're so passionate about it. They take the loan, they take the hit and they know they're going to do something they love for okay. the rest of their life. Fair yeah. enough. You managed to get the, the other route. Yeah, the golden ticket, as yes. they call it. Yeah, <laughs> so um, I was very lucky. Um, there, there are some airlines that run similar around the world, but but it's not very common. So um, Erlingus run the Future Pilot Programme, which they launched um, just at the end of July there at the Bray Air Show. And really what they do is they take, they select 18 candidates this year and for the next few years and they fully train you, pay for all your training start to finish. They send you off to um, flight school down in Haret in South Spain and they pay for all your training and then you have a job for life at the that end. That sounds like an absolute yeah. dream. I know. You say the golden ticket, that's it, exactly. Yeah. And that's open at the moment, isn't it? They're it actually is, inviting yeah. applicants mm-hmm. as we speak. Yeah, until the 16th of August. It's right. open until. So. And to be about 5,000 applicants there, there that's Yeah, great. yeah, maybe more even at this stage. Um, but yeah, we've we've thousands in already. So For 18 places. Yeah, now it's 18 this year and then hopefully for the next five years we're going to take 18 each year. Each so year. 90 okay. overall, yeah. Uh, do you know how many it was when you went in? Um, I, it was 18 as well, the I right. And yeah. how many applicants? Oh, I think there's about 3,000 here I applied. Okay. So still. So how do they pick you out of the, the 3,000? I still don't know. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I think what I say to anybody going for it, you know, we've got people from all walks of life. We've got ex-doctors, surgeons, dentists, people that just changed career. There's no kind of right or wrong what to have uh, when you're applying for it. So it's open to everybody, whether you're just out of school or you're in your 40s and changing careers. And um, for me personally, obviously, I was working towards it. So I kind of had a bit of a profile made, I suppose I was 
I did a degree in applied physics. Um, I had my private pilot's license as well. And then I was working on the ramp as a flight student. I did a degree in applied physics. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't ask more about that. I <laughs> know. Uh, yeah. If that hadn't gone towards being a pilot, where was that going to go? Just to be in pilot. I, I really only it did it for that. Yeah. For that. And I do think, you know, having something like that probably did make me stand out in the interviews, but it's not a it's not a requirement. And there were guys that got selected in my year that were straight out of school. So straight out of school. Yeah. Then they're, they're the lucky ones. Yeah. Are but there yeah. aptitude tests? Yeah, so the first stage when you apply online at the moment, uh you if you meet all the requirements, which is um, you've got to do past maths and two honour subjects in your leaving cert, 18 years of age and eligible to live and work in the EU. So once you meet all those requirements, you apply online and then they email you a series That's of That's not aptitude. medicine. I just don't want to point out straight yeah, away. That's, yeah, no. That is not medicine. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. They're, they're yeah. well within the, the... Absolutely. Yeah, and that's what we're trying to... Reach of most people, yeah. You know, reach out to people and encourage them to apply. And at the end of the day, I mean, you have to meet the requirements in the aptitude test. And what are they like? They're awful. They're dreadful, <laughs> if I'm honest. But, but the thing is, you know, when I if I'd applied first, I, I didn't get in. So based on the aptitude test. So yeah. I just practiced them for the next, well, not knowing would it ever come up again. And then I practiced them day in, day out. And it came up two years later and I, I got in the next time. You were years going towards this. Mm, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right. So, so look, they are difficult as well, I say. They but, are difficult. But they're designed to be difficult. And yeah. really, you know, they are doable though. They really yeah. are. And you can practice online these days, you can practice on your phone. There's all sorts of apps and everything. So once you get through them, then you get a chance to get an interview at least. And it, there's group interviews and interviews of pilots and HR. And then you meet a psychologist and then you pass a medical. And hopefully that's, that's it. That's, that's a lot of stuff, isn't it? it? Yeah, it is. But the psychologist it, looking for your suitability. Yeah, and, and yeah. And personality. No, and, yeah. you know, just just want to make sure you're, you're, you're all, well matched. Yeah, exactly. To, to the job. Yeah. What was it like when you were told you were accepted? Oh, God, it was <laughs> incredible. It was probably it was one of the best days of my life, definitely, because it's all I've ever wanted. I mean, I knew one day I'd fly, but I suppose I'd, I'd probably never thought it'd be for Lingus. You know, yeah. you could only dream. Your family must have been over the moon. Oh, they were. They still are. They're, oh, they're living off their cheap travel. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, they were delighted. And then tell me about the actual training. It's a year's training, is it? Yeah, so down in, in Hareth in South Spain, it's you go down and what we're doing now is an MPL. And so there's not as much hand flying. So... What we're training the cadets now, you still do ground school. So there's 14 exams. You're in school Monday to Friday, nine to five. There's a lot of study involved. There really is now. But, you know, I always say to people going down, if it's something you love, it doesn't feel like a chore. So then you do your private pilot's license, which is in a light aircraft. And now we've moved towards instead of going on to do your commercial license, we've moved towards um going into the simulator and kind of training the cadets to be airline pilots. So okay. when they come out of flight school, they're they're. So is flight school, that's when you're sitting in an actual plane and that's a small plane, like a yes, Cessna like or something, Cessna. is it? Yeah, you do a lot right. of training in that and that's where you learn all your basic skills. So okay. it is That's where you're important. actually physically taking off and landing in yes. an airplane. That, yeah, that and on your own as well yeah. after you go solo. Yeah. And then after that, you're going into simulators where you're now into a commercial Yeah, and working with a crew, whereas the, the other yeah. flying is, is on your own, really learning skills yourself. Right, so. how long are you doing that? Um, in the simulator, it'd be a couple of months uh, down in Hareth. And then when you come back into Dublin, you then get into the Airbus 320 simulator in Dublin. And then you train for two months in that before you go out into the into the real world. How do they know when you're ready to go into the real world? Well, you, there's a there's a course you do. So you have to um, you have to pass all this course. And once they, they see fit that you've passed it, um, you go out. But you're, you're not just straight away out. You're with, you take an empty airplane off down to Shannon to practice some landings. 
And then with the pilot, obviously. well, yeah, yeah, with a special training captain, yeah. very, very special training captain. And um, then what was that like? It was incredible. It was really, it's an empty plane now, so it's yeah, still, on board. But still, yeah, no, it was, it was really amazing. Well, I mean, yeah. It must be one of those things where you remember the moment where you first yeah. take off. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'd say more than I when you first land. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say they remember as well. <laughs> but uh, no, it is, it is amazing. And, you know, you don't ever forget it really. But yeah. then the next six weeks, you're you're with special training captains as well, pastors on board. So they don't just let you out, yeah. you know, on your own kind of inexperienced. They, they make sure they're happy with everything. And we have a great training department that keeps up to scratch with all that. Is stuff. it a very gradual thing still when you sit for the first time in? Yeah. It's always two people in the cockpit, Always, isn't yeah, it? yeah. And Captain when you're starting, officer. you're going to be the first officer yeah. and it's the pilot. And what's mm-hmm. the difference really in their roles? Um, so the captain is is the ultimate boss, really. I mean, most of them are there 20, 30 years, if not more. Um, and with a first officer, you're training to be a captain. So they hire you as a captain. That's what they're looking for, future captains. Um, and really job sharing, you kind of, one might fly it over and one might fly it home to the destination. So you share all that stuff. But Captain is responsible for everything at the end of the day, anything. Take off and landings are the two big parts of this. Yes. Is that the captain? No, no. So again, like if if you're going to the States, one of you fly it over, one of you fly home and that's how it works. So so you do everything if you're landing. How quickly I'm fascinated by how quickly out of school from that year and a half training to when you land your first commercial plane with Oh, so you're looking at two years. Two years. So you could be twenty. Right. Yeah. Would Would you remember that? Well, I wasn't, I, I would, yeah, I was nearly 30 by the time yeah. I did college and work and everything when I got it. But yeah, no, definitely remember, <laughs> never forget. <laughs> so that's 200 tons, is it? Yeah, well, an A330 would be, yeah. So yeah. You, you start off in the A320, which would be much lighter. The but heavier, still the huge. easier, is it? Uh, the heavier, I suppose, the, the I find more manageable. It's not as effective by wind and weather. Okay. See a pilot, a text there from Mark saying, my father flew for the RAF during the war in 1948. He joined Aer Lingus at his interview. His flight logs were checked and he had more hours flown in DC-3s than all the other candidates combined the DC-3. Wow. That's the Casablanca plane, yeah. isn't it? Um, and was hired on the spot. He retired in 79 after 130,000 flying hours. Wow. How many flying hours have you at this point, do you know? Oh, I think around seven or 8,000. Yeah. Down there. 130,000. Well, long, long way, way to go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, amazing. So what's it like then? You've been doing it for several years now. Yeah, I've been flying for what's nine like years now. Yeah, it's amazing. It's really exciting. You know, uh, no two days are the same. Um, it, it is shift work. That can be difficult. But you're flying to New York, LA, San Francisco. You know, you get to stay there for the night. So that's nice as well. You work with different crew every day. Um, the job itself, I would say it's very rewarding as a career. It can be challenging. There's a lot of study involved. We're back in the simulator every six months. Every six months. Yeah, yeah which is for, you know, training purposes and make sure we're ready to deal with all the situations, any situation that might come up in flight. Um, but overall, I would say it's it's a fantastic career. Right. And um, when you talk about situations coming up in flight, do situations come up in flight? Um, yeah, I mean, like anything, uh, you know, we have, there are technical problems that arise, like if you're driving a car, you know, and, but again, we're, we're trying to deal with everything and we're always, I suppose we work off the basis, what if, what if, so yeah. you're not really flying across the Atlantic, just sitting in, you're flying thinking, what if this happened? Where are we going? We're going to go to Keflavik or we're going to go, you know, we always have a plan in our, in our mind and that's the kind of mindset of a pilot, you know, decision making and thinking yeah. ahead. And you're also trained in um, engine failure, aren't you? Yes, yes. So yeah, that's t- a big one. Tell yeah. us a bit about that. <laughs> so we train, um, engine failure would be, if it's going to happen, it would probably happen on takeoff when you when you first put full power in the engines. 
And so again, we would train for that in the sim and it's all from memory. So you need to remember exactly what to do at that crucial point. You wouldn't have time to be taking out manuals. So um, yeah, I, I've never experienced one in a, an Airbus uh, myself, but um it's something that we just have to know. Um, right. What is the procedure? Is it you- so? So I suppose the biggest thing when you lose an engine is the engine would tend to veer off towards the dead engine. So the live engine would be pushing it to one side. So you have to, with the rudder pedals, keep it straight on the runway. And um, so once you're straight on the runway, and then you, you you're, you've passed usually a point of no return. So you have to yeah. continue off into the air. Now a plane can fly on one engine, no problem. Uh, so it's all about just securing the engine. Uh, the closing down the, the dead engine and securing the live engine making sure that's okay. You to ditch your fuel? No, not really. What you really want to do is come back in and land. So, okay. yeah. Now, if you're in the air, you, you have time on your side and you can make decisions based on that. But if you're taking off, it's quite an intense situation. So you want to secure the engines uh, and just climb and come back in in a, a short circuit and right. land. Yeah. But, um, but again, it, it's all manageable and we practice it absolutely. so much. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And even four engine planes are designed to run on one engine. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Just want to put people's quiet <laughs> Yeah, I know, rest. I know. And like we can <laughs> yeah. fly for an hour or two. It, it is sometimes. interesting. Um, so uh, one of the other things I was very taken about, the cockpit door these days, that's really a very secure piece of equipment, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, and we've got three latches on it. Um, so I suppose after 9-11, that became a big yeah. thing. So, uh, yeah. It's a uh, very heavy duty and we do have a procedure where it's always two people in the cockpit. At, at right. Did you yeah. watch Hijack at all on, on TV? No. No, it's good. <laughs> I don't know if I want to watch it. No, no it's very good. I, okay. I, was, I was hoping you might be able to see if there's any flaws in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, there was there was taking care of the cockpit going all of it. You know? Oh, really? Yes. Okay. So I'd love I'll to have, have known. Have a look. Yes, let's do it up. Uh, one person, I don't know if they're applying for this, but they want to know straight away, do they get holidays when they're flying? <laughs> um, Can you stay in New York? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we fly over and we stay for 24 hours in most destinations in the States. Obviously, if you're on Europe and you fly to Malaga, you turn around and come straight home. So we, we don't really do overnights in Europe. But when you go to the States, 24 hours and sometimes you get two days, which is right. nice in the winter. But um, yeah, you do. Well, it's not called a holiday. It's called work. <laughs> but um, I have to take your word for we that. Get, we get holidays in addition to that. So, uh, yeah. Are there any drawbacks to this job? I can't see any at all. I, I would only say the one is shift work. It can be difficult. Now, I did shift work in the airport before I was a pilot, so I was well used to it. But, you know, you do miss weddings and family occasions and yeah. sometimes Christmases, you know, so shift okay. work. But like any guards yeah. and nurses that do shift work, it, yeah. it is challenging. You could be up at four in the morning and flying home from the States through the night as well can be challenging too. So, yeah, I would say that's it. No okay. more. <laughs> not, not, not an awful lot. Just to remind people again, this is open at the moment. Yeah. So is there really, a type of person that it, it most suits, do you think, or appeals to? Um, well, it's an incre- incredible opportunity for, for anybody, really, you know, of all ages. And like I said, uh, people changing careers, it's open to them as well. Oh, how open is it? <laughs> so open. Are I'm you not, interested? No, 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 not at all. No, go on. No. Um, so, no, just, you know, you get people on a crossroads in their career and say, yeah. and spot this opportunity for me. I always thought, surely everyone knows if they wanted to be a pilot, but not necessarily, you know, and. People come to it later in life and absolutely love it. I think, so. I think a lot of radio presenters have actually yeah, uh, become pilots. Yeah, I believe pilots. so, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm thinking of two off the top of my head. So, yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, mid, mid-40s. So, there isn't an age restriction, There's not, is there? No. Uh, now, most of the people that do apply be 20s and 30s, but, but right. there is no age limit. Okay. And I suppose Physically, something... 
Physically, no, I'm only five foot, as you can probably tell. Um, and it's not a, a physical job. It's really not. Now, can't you be colourblind. Can't be colourblind. You have to pass yeah. a class one medical. So that's yeah. quite important. Um, but that will be supplied at the end of the process. Um, and then just, I suppose, what we're really looking for is people that can think outside the box. You know, technically minded is good, but you don't have to be super technical. But um, yeah, thinking outside the box, good decision making, good situational awareness, uh, teamwork, communication is huge as well these days. So right. kind of qualities that are transferable from other jobs. Yeah, and they're all uh, things that are going to be really looked at in, in the qualifying exams yeah, as, as yeah, you try exactly. and so, yes, yeah. show that you've got that. Uh, no cutoff age. 2020 vision or... or uh, no, and you can you can wear uh, glasses as well. That's okay. Um, so, you know, if you wear glasses already, that's fine. They will test you based on that. And the, the rule is you just have to carry a spare pair of glasses, which all is right. in your flight bag. Yeah. Okay, someone's saying uh, we flew Berlin to Shannon some years ago, hit a vicious squall approaching Shannon. Uh, two aborted landings circled, hit by lightning twice. Oh, yeah, landed about 10 minutes later. The pilots were brilliant. Yeah, have you had any experiences? <laughs> well, now that's a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very bad day. Oh my goodness. Off. No, um, I had it. I did have an engine failure in light did aircraft. Did you have an engine failure? Mm, during my training, yeah. But, right. but with Aer Lingus and, and on the Airbus. No, been quite lucky. Just some small technical failures, but all very manageable. No lightning strikes. I have had a lightning strike, yeah, um, on Europe. But it, again, um, we were just coming into land. I think it was Berlin as well, actually. And um, But, you know, the aircraft uh, it got tested on the ground and everything was fine. So. It's well designed. Yeah, it's yeah. And it's a Faraday cage, so it's designed to pick up. And we've got um, pieces that burn off, basically. Right. I won't go into too much detail, but no, yeah. it's designed to withstand that uh, no problem. Right. Has the physics um, degree definitely, come in Definitely, useful? definitely. I never, you know, I mean, I'm not a super physicist or anything, but but it has come in with kind of problem solving. And again, thinking outside the box and understanding, sure, a plane only takes off with the laws of physics, really, you know, lift and drag and everything. So, yeah, no, it has come in, come in useful, definitely. But again, yes. it's not a requirement, just in case anyone is panicking out there listening in. <laughs> do, do all pilots give the plane tires a kick before takeoff? Yes. <laughs> 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 well, not me. I'd probably lose my foot. But um, no, no, they don't. No, no. no, you just have a look. I mean, the engineers I, have a look as well. I have to be honest, then. it wouldn't fill me with confidence <laughs> if I saw the pilot doing that. It wouldn't. No, yeah, part of the pre-flight inspection is that one of the pilots um, walks around downstairs and just makes sure, you know, yeah. everything's in order. And the engineer Visual. does the same. Yeah. Very good. It sounds like an absolutely great job and you've completely sold it. Yeah. If I can get out of here now before four o'clock and fill in my form, uh, yes, I certainly will. Get online. Um, so it's open till the 16th of 16th August. 16th of yeah. August. Right. You've no excuse now, listeners. You've no excuse. That's it. Lisa, thank you very much thank indeed. You. Uh, you, when are you going to become a pilot? Is there a time span on that? Because you're first officer at the moment, aren't you? Oh, yes. Yeah, so I'm first officer at the moment. So the next age, the captain. Yes, yeah, yeah. sorry. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully in the next two years uh, for right. myself. There are exams um, for that as well? Yeah, there's exams and a lot of training and again, study involved. So. Yeah, okay. It's the well, next stage. grist to the mill to you at this point, you know. <laughs> at least thanks very <laughs> thanks much indeed. Million. Thank um, you. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.